uh, 2,000 words a day and you need to write a 120,000 word book, you need to consistently do that for 60 days every single day. Then you need to edit. Then you need to do book two, three, four, five, six. And that exponentially just multiplies. You just break it down to the pure math. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Lit RPG Banter. I am very excited today to be coming to you with Matthew J. Barbler. Matt is hey. an established Lit RPG author, but he also has a proud history of writing dark fiction and horror. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Anytime. So tell me a bit about yourself. <clears throat> um, well, I'm approaching uh, 10 years writing and publishing. Um, I first first uh, wrote a like a sci-fi horror uh, published back in 2014 um, and then did an Australian kind of contemporary um, novel. Drop Bear Enthusiast is um, applicable because it was actually about drop bears. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, switched over to doing Lit RPG uh, back in 2019. Uh, and I've done five books um, in that genre now. I'm just about to release my sixth. And uh, yeah. Sky's the limit. Just going to keep on going from here. I think you're one of those people who just builds momentum. It's been really exciting to see you. You like you were doing okay, but then you really caught fire with Edge Force series. If, if I'm not wrong, like that, I really saw your your numbers go way up, at least from my perspective. And it was yeah, really it exciting to see it's someone really well received. So I, I know you know you've obviously done many books, but that tell me a bit about that book. Tell me about the Edge Force series. Uh, well, I guess uh, it kind of came from a place of frustration for me um, because I did I did a, the first couple of uh, Crematoria online books. And back when I wrote those, I started in 2018, published in 2019, uh, basically everything was a variation of, you know, virtual reality and VR and all of that. Yeah. And um, if you're in the genre now and you understand, you know, what the expectations are is nobody wants to read virtual reality stuff. So by the time I released it, yeah, yeah, exactly. So by the time I released um, Ash and Legacy, um, which was, it was the biggest book I'd ever written at that point. It was 147,000 words or something. Like it's it's a huge boy. Um, and it just didn't perform up to what my expectations were. And it kind of just rattled me a little bit. And I'm just like, okay, well, this isn't working. So I think I'm just going to do something for fun. And I'm just going to do something that really like speaks to me. It's going to be something a little bit, you know, horror-ish. It's going to be inspired by like Lovecraftian, you know, um, cosmic horror entities and all that kind of thing. Mash it up with Lit RPG and Resident Evil and all of that kind of stuff and see if it works. And um, it was one of those books that literally just kind of like flowed out of me. I just started typing and then suddenly I had a full book. And then suddenly I had this whole idea for where the series was going to go. And it was just, I guess it's a little bit different than anything else that's out there. So if you're looking for standard, you know, lit RPG spell sword kind of stuff, it's not that there's, there's a talking dog. Um, he doesn't talk in book one, but he, he does talk in book two and three and, and four and that, that's coming. Um, but it's, yeah, it's like a military kind of, it's it's hard to really explain. It's a mashup of all of those things. And it, I honestly didn't really expect it to work as well as it did, but it was just so fun. And it had so much heart that 
I couldn't deny it. I just had to keep keep writing it. <laughs> and I'm just about to finish. Uh, well, I just finished writing uh, book three two weeks ago. So now I'm editing that. And uh, I have been blessed for um, for Podium picking up the audio for this one. Uh, and they've got mm-hmm. Heath Miller, um, who did the He Who Fights oh. With Monsters series, um, to do the audio for it. And he just absolutely kills it. Like, he adds another layer of depth to the characters that I wrote that I never anticipated. So... Very, very, very exciting. I just wish I could get them out quicker. <laughs> that's that's my own limitation. Oh, that's the trouble. Yeah. And I think that there's some cool points in there. There's one, the heavy investment you have to go through for a successful lit RPG sometimes and getting that right. So, I, I mean, you're established in the genre and maybe we can just give a few words of advice to new people coming into the genre because it is a big investment. Like if you're writing post-apocalyptic lit RPG and you want it to really work, you're looking anywhere from 140,000 to 200,000 words for your first book, which is a huge time sink. And it's enjoyable. Like if you enjoy writing, that's fine. But my word, if you'd write 200,000 words and it doesn't take off, that is a lot of opportunity cost. Yeah. So I guess if you had to give some advice. Yeah, I guess my advice would probably be, it, it would be a lot different today than it would have been five or six years ago. Um, mm. because back when I started writing in the genre, lit RPG was just a fledgling of what it is now. You know, there is not the, there was no, you know, lit RPGs in the top, you know, 10 of Amazon at that point. Mm. It was a niche that people were super, you know, um, excited about and they loved it and they'd read everything that's in the genre. But now, um, you know, we look at the, there's a bunch of Facebook groups. And if you look at like, you know, lit RPG releases or you search on the store for new books, you'll see that there's like 10 books coming out every couple of days, hundred, hundreds of books a week. And if you, if you want to read a book about um, someone who's been transported back into a time loop and they've been reincarnated as a brewer uh, that makes beer in a fantasy world, there's probably three books that do that, you know? Um, and that's, that's the good thing for the readers, but it's, it's a difficult thing for making your own identity within the genre. Um, Mm. but if you're just starting out and you love reading the genre, you're, you're basically ahead of the game of anyone else who just looks at it as a money-making thing and says, oh, there's this, this is really popular. I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to start writing one. You need the basis. You need... The understanding of what the genre tropes are you need to understand how the genre works to be able to actually write something in it so i guess my advice would be read lots mm-hmm. understand exactly what goes into a successful series because in this genre um, series are what really makes or breaks a career um, you need a good series you need to be consistent with your releases uh, and as you mm-hmm. said all of the books are big chunky boys. They're at least hundred thousand words. And just do the math. If you if you can only write uh, two thousand words a day, and you need to write a hundred and twenty thousand word book, you need to consistently do that for sixty days, every single day. Then you need to edit. Then you need to do book two, three, four, five, six, and that exponentially just multiplies. You just break it down to the pure math and. Sometimes it's really difficult to look at that and still kind of have hope that you can get to the end of a series and deliver what you think that your readers will want to actually read. Um, But that's just the way it is. If you want to get into it and you want to be successful, 
it's what you have to do. It's whatever it's what everyone who's successful in the genre is doing. And there are so many testimonials out there on like publishing on Royal Road, um, from the Lit RPG Authors Guild Facebook group, uh, from lots of resources online, from you know what people are saying works for them. Um, so really, all the information's out there. You just need to go through it, but you also need to work out what works for you because that's the thing about writing is one, one thing that works for someone else may not work for your story idea, your audience, or what you can actually put out there. So I don't know if that was helpful or whether it was confusing. No, that's helpful. There's two points I want to draw out of that. The first is on consistency. And the second is on following the rules. Cause you're right. This is not just writing tips, but in general in life, consistency, showing up, hustling, doing it every day. Uh, nothing sells the first book, like the second book, uh, mm -hmm. writing 20 books will have more of a chance of success than writing one. These are all really good tips. And other is about knowing the rules of the genre. And the only way to do that really is to read. You can take other people's advice, but you really got to read. And I didn't know that when I started writing, like there's no way I could publish my Aussie Manor Apocalypse first book, which was essentially a novella. It was 40,000 words and get a reception this day and age. I got very lucky that it had some traction because there weren't as many books out. But this day and age, that's not going to fly. You've, you've got to follow the trends. And if you're going to break those trends, you've got to know what they are before you break them. Mm. Or you can just be, you know, you can just be, uh, I don't know, Dakota Crowd or someone who, who's just really good and clever. Yeah. Um, now, what's coming up for you on the horizon? I hear horror fantasy story, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, I've got Edge Force 3 coming out very soon, which it's not... <laughs> I'm not sure that it's going to be what people expect, but I think it's going to be something that pleasantly surprises everyone who's involved okay. in the series. Um, I went went through and talked about, you know, what, what, what the concept of it and what the ending was going to be and where book four was going with one of my friends who's also big into the genre. And uh, he just goes, Whoa. so I'm hoping that's going to be the re the reaction when people actually read it, but you never really know. Um, you are going to leave the German Shepherd alive. You're not going to kill off Kaiser. Look, there's no spoilers, and nobody's safe. It's a it's a horror mm. lit RPG, you know. Like, um, and also, is death actually the worst thing that can happen to a character? That's so, um, I just can't. I, I really can't say anything without risk of spoiling anything, but um, I think I think it's going to be, it's people are going to enjoy it. But outside of that, um, as you said before, you know, I got oh, as I said, we're talking about before, I got started uh, writing horror novels um, under the pen name Matthew J. Um, which a little bit of trivia, not actually named after the character from World of Warcraft. It's actually named after an obscure Transformers toy that was a Japanese exclusive. Um, but anyway, <laughs> they turned Starscream into a cybernetic shark and called him Hellscream for some reason. And I just always loved it. Um, but I've had uh, probably over the last six to eight months, I've just had this urge to dip my toes back into horror. So that's basically what I've been doing. Um, and it's been really refreshing because with, with my lit RPG stuff, I tend to um, plot it out 
I, I call myself a planter. So um, if, if you don't know yeah. what, what pantsing and plotting is, um, a planter is kind of in between. I generally know how things are going to start. I know the main story beats that I that I want to hit that the characters need to get to, and I generally know the ending in advance. But all the bits and pieces in between, uh, I generally freestyle it because I feel like that's the only real way that you can get your characters to have real agencies to get them to make it up as they go along. Um, but with this horror one that I've been doing, there is no plan. There is a concept and there are vibes and there is absolutely nothing in the future that I have pre-planned. The characters are just doing what they do and I'm just writing it down as a witness. And I've been finding that is a really different but also really rewarding process compared to how I write my lit RPGs normally. And it is refreshing to not have to do stats and tables and yes. leveling up and all of that kind of thing. Um, so, and horror is what I love. Like it's what, if, if there's a spooky movie on, on a Friday night, I will be watching that spooky movie. Um, it, it, I read horror novels all the time. It's like my favorite thing. Um, and just getting back into it and writing it has just been such a great experience. Um, and this, this story, it's set in 90s Queensland in a little small town, just like the one I grew up in. Uh, and there is a car that's found in the middle of a vacant lot that's been sitting there for 20 years. It's a 1971 Ford XY Falcon GT. It's all rust stained and destroyed tires and the insides are all ripped up. But when you open the engine block and see what's in there, it's unlike any engine that anyone's ever seen. And this little kid who wants to be a mechanic starts building a rapport with this car that starts reacting to things that he says. I'm getting Stephen King-esque vibes mixed with Aussie horror. Like, I'm loving this concept. This, this is fantastic. It's, it's basically Bumblebee meets Christine. Okay. Okay. Same. That's fantastic. And I think people are hungry. Like, there's, there's interesting crossovers. I don't know how to tap into them. But there's interesting crossovers with that Cthulhu-esque horror genre. Um, Critical Role nailed it recently. They put out a full board game, Candela Obscura, and did these um, tabletop role-playing scenarios with uh, essentially Cthulhu-esque adventures. Mm. And there's this interesting crossover between tabletop role-players and D&D enthusiasts and, and lit RPG. Not, it's not a perfect Venn diagram, but there's hunger for it. It's, it's an interesting genre. Um, there's definitely we have seen, yeah. Oh, definitely. And we have seen Aussie lit RPG really grow in the last few years. Um, yeah. And it, you know, there's, there's a number of authors out there now, which is really pleasing to see. Yeah. Is there anything you want to bring up? Anything you want to think about for the future of lit RPG? Anything you think is coming or trends you're seeing? Um, Predictions. Well, it, it has been really interesting watching the different the different progress, sorry, different progression pathways that people have into the genre now. Because when I started mm -hmm. out, it was literally just you need to be on Amazon, you need to be Kindle mm -hmm. Unlimited, and that's the rules. Yep. You have to do that. But seeing the massive change and the shift now from it's basically a freemium model. 
So mm. you publish on Royal Road or Scribd or what's that other what's that other place? Um, I can't remember. Oh. But there's you know the place okay. that people do yeah okay. oh there's Wattpad and there's um the other one that people do their newsletters on now that you know Twitter's dying or X or whatever they call it now. Um, whatever that one is, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, I like the idea that, you know, you give, you give people the content for free, that, but they have to wait for it, but you mm. can have it all on your Patreon. Um, and then they can, you know, pay a couple of bucks and read ahead. And I, I feel like that actually makes it even a little bit more like, a, like feel like a game, which is why lit RPG works because you get that dopamine hit mm. of what's, what's the next level? What's the next ability? What's the next item, you know, or what's going to happen next, you know, in this thing. Um, and with that one-to-one relationship with Patreon and Royal Road, you actually get to talk to the author. Now I am an author myself, but I follow a bunch of Patreons and I love being able to mm. see how a story actually takes shape as it's being written. It adds this whole other level of, of the dynamic to it, to me. Um, those and, are the most and, loyal fans. Those ones who were there really early on, they see the story change and grow. And yeah, like, yeah. Uh, see the Royal Road numbers go up and up. They really feel a sense of ownership and involvement. It's very interesting to see. Yeah, and it's all about building your audience because ultimately that's what uh, any good author has to do. It's not a negotiable thing. You have to have some form of cultivating your audience and your relationship with them so that they'll buy more of your books. And you need to write good books and you need to write lots of good books. And you need to know that some of your books are not going to resonate with your audience. And that's fine because if you look at James Patterson, Stephen King, JK Rowling, some of the world's most successful authors have written books that their audiences hate. So not everything's going to be a hit and it's okay to, to stuff something up, but you just got to be consistent, keep showing up, keep building that, that audience rapport. And uh, hopefully one day it'll, turn into a you know a real career that you can support your family with well we should wrap up soon because i know you've got things to do today yeah all good where can people find you if they want to follow you (laughs) where will people find you they want to chase you do you have social media pipes do you have a website where do you want people to follow you at uh, so, yeah, my website is www.matthewjbarbler.com. Uh, I also have a Patreon, which is linked to from the website. So um, mm-hmm. the only place that you can read the um, horror novel chapters at the moment is on my Patreon. Um, and that mm-hmm. will be exclusive to Patreon until I finish it. Um, the plan there probably will be going to Kickstarter to do that, to do a special edition. But uh, that'll be down the track. Uh, and then also on, I'm on Instagram, I'm on X, I'm not really active there anymore because I don't like it. And I'm also on Facebook. And if you search for Matthew J. Barbler on the internet, I am the only one. So you will find me. Nice. Just don't jump on TikTok. Just don't find me and then kill me. Just like Liam Neeson. All right. Well, I'll let you go. It has been a pleasure throwing some lit RPG banter. You too, man. I look forward to having you next week. See you later.